You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome back to the Snippets of Genius podcast. I'm your hostess, Caroline Kay, business and success coach. And today I am delighted to be joined by the one and only Charlotte Beer. <laughs> She's a HR consultant. She is helping founders of value-led businesses to align their people with their purpose. And we are going to dive in today into the amazing journey she's been on, the fantastic work she does with the B Corp community, and more importantly, what she really thinks it is to build a better business and make the world a better place. So Charlotte, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. It's really exciting. Tell Talk us about, about this stuff. Yeah. yeah oh, you, yeah. yeah. Tell, tell me everything. And my yeah. listeners want to hear it too. What's happening with this B Corp community that you've been involved with? Oh, goodness. Well... B Corp was founded in America. It's been around for a number of years, but it's really taking off in the UK. And essentially, a B Corp goes through a rigorous assessment to demonstrate that they put their money where their mouth is in terms of doing business for good. So there's an assessment process that all B Corps go through that focuses on workers, community, governance, supply chain, sort of about six areas where um, they need to demonstrate their ethical credentials and once they are verified they become part of the b corp community and they do something all b corps we refer to it as being mission locked so they okay. change their documents of incorporation or their memorandums of understanding or whatever their founding documentation is to establish a stakeholder model so it's peak balancing people, planet and prosperity. So oh, I love are, those three P's. That's yeah, great. Legally bound um, at the heart of their business to, to be businesses for good. So, so how do you yeah. get involved with that B Corp community? Oh, goodness. So, so I spent most of my working life in a values-led business, family business. And I was, did lots of things. But for the last 10 years, I was their HR director. And I just love the idea of business as a force for good and that was absolutely how that business operated and, and is that my, when you were at Betty's yeah that, exactly yeah. so mm-hmm. so Betty's and Taylor's of Harrogate have always behaved in what you would call these days probably a stakeholder model where people and prosperity like prosperity is really important but it's essentially good providing good values with good value, with good values. That was what how Betty's would refer to it. And increase, and we won all sorts of um, different accolades and were a great place to work, investors in people and all of those sorts of things. And I was just, as far as I was concerned, that was how businesses operated. <laughs> and then when I was no longer at Betty's and Taylor's and I was establishing Sirius HR and looking for, uh, well, I suppose assuming that, most people, most business owners had these sort of orientation towards business for good in general. And I didn't find that that was the case. And that was a little bit of a surprise to me, really. So what did you um, find out? What was the what was the flip I, side? I don't, 
Well, just perfectly, perfectly good businesses, but without this extra sort of sixth sense of related to we can make a difference here. So they're making, they're put, and they might be doing it informally, but they didn't have that as a, a real headline in their business and the values part of it. I think my, my experience is a lot of, there's, there's lots of really good businesses out there, but this extra sort of added, we're here not just to run the business, we're here to actually make the world a better place in whatever way we can, wasn't something that I came across easily. Right. I had to go right. and and find it. And, and I found it in the B Corp community. Well, B Corp in this country, B Lab is the sort of central HQ, I don't know if it's actually an HQ, but you know, the, the central part of B Corp in this country. The One of my lockdown activities was to become certified as a B leader so I can help businesses go through their impact assessments. Yeah, it's, it's been one of the best things that I've ever done, genuinely. So really, really exciting. Terrific. And so when you're thinking about Obviously, finding the right kind of businesses that you want to work with. B Corp sounds it's got complete alignment. Those are the people that have, they say, the sixth sense, this wanting to go deeper. But what about in terms of, you know, the work you're doing right now? Are you sort of getting involved or, or the work that you want to do? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I, so my people, businesses that um, want to make a difference and they want to make a difference to their people and the wider community. So, and I really being very focused on making sure that I um, seek out those people and those are the people that I work with. And I'm very, very conscious that if I'm not working with those people, I'm working with somebody else, then actually it's taking me away from the thing that I really, really want to do. So I try and be very strict with myself about exactly who I work with and the work that we want to do. And I think it's about, in HR terms, it's a lot of people-related work can be reactive and you know, something's gone wrong and you, and they need and businesses need some help to put things right. And that's for values-based businesses or ethical businesses or green businesses, any business that can happen, and fair enough. But actually, my people are people that want to avoid getting in those situations, first of all, by having really proactive, a really proactive approach to people. And I think yeah. that's the that's the essence of what I'm looking for, really, with a business. And so the, to summarise that, that would be really putting culture first and building a people business. Absolutely. And a lot of a lot of this stuff is really commonsensical. But as we know, common sense and things that seem easy just just aren't. (laughs) So one of the founding principles that I have is if you get it right for your people, they'll get it right for your customers. And if your people are getting things right for your customers, then ultimately everybody benefits. I know that sounds like just common sense, but I think that not every business understands that that doesn't happen automatically. You need to give time and attention to the culture, time and and, and attention to listening to people and then taking some action as a result, because you'll you'll be creating a culture anyway. No matter how you do business, you'll be creating a culture Mm -hmm. and you need to make sure that you're creating a culture that you want to and that enables your people to make the difference you want them to make as opposed to doing something else. (laughs) doing the opposite of what you want yeah yeah or even just a version of (laughs) (laughs) so what advice would you give to a 
business owner who's maybe at the beginning of the journey mm. thinks that obviously the people are important. They they know they want to build the right culture, but obviously, where do they even start? So so first of all, that's great, brilliant. Have just that understanding that my people will help me achieve more. We'll achieve more together than we will separately. But I think a, a real a really common situation is that founders of businesses and leaders of businesses particularly if they're startups, they might have been used to doing a lot of things themselves, either literally just themselves or with a very, very small team. And the culture and the understanding and the what's needed and the why are we doing this happens almost by osmosis. And that you don't have to say anything. It's it's like going into a house that you've always, your parents' house or somebody, a close friend, and you know where everything is with cupboards in the kitchen. You don't have to say anything. And then somebody new comes in, and like, well, I, I don't know where anything is. And everybody else seems to. So it's about understanding that it needs to come out of your head and into, well, either conversations, documentation, introduction to the business. There's lots of different ways, but it needs to be shared with your people, even from your first employee to as you grow, um, it's even more important because then you need to be making sure that a bigger team continues to be really aligned. So it's about getting the stuff that you take, you almost don't need to say, all that tacit information, you share it and you share it widely and you share it relentlessly and you share it in a way that's really um, accessible to people so that they know. Because by and large, people want to get things right. Generally speaking, when things go wrong, it's through people not understanding or not being clear as opposed to actually willfully trying to upset things. You did yeah. get the odd one, but... So. <laughs> <laughs> Bound to be. Yeah. <laughs> and so if um, you've got a, a new client coming onto you and perhaps mm. they're getting to the point where they're actually building a team, that's exciting. Mm. Are there any considerations that you think that they should, again, being aware of steps they need to take just to get themselves in the right space to build the right team? The simplest thing is to share your why, you know, and, and it's the, the why, it's, it's out there and we've talked about it and, you know, we, we sort of them, particularly in values-led businesses, they will have been set up with very strong why. And it's about sharing that and keeping going with the why, you know, why is that important and why is that important? Because from that will come so many things. So it can come, you know, it may be that you're recruiting, if you're um, just literally getting your first members of, team, of the team, it may be people that you already know. So they, they know about that. They share the why, possibly. You might be part of the same community of um, sort of like-minded individuals and they can help so collectively what's your why why are we doing this and always focusing back on that and then as you grow and you need to recruit people who perhaps you haven't met before you need a um, volume recruitment depending on how the business is going it's about making sure that those reasons your, your purpose the reasons that you exist the difference that you want to make is absolutely clearly shared on everything from a job ad to your website to interview questions to all of those things and they all sort of all pass lead back to the same founding principles because ideally say you're looking to recruit somebody it's a good situation if people are selecting themselves out before they even apply because you don't want what do you, everybody. What do you well, mean because, by that, selecting themselves? So if I give you Betty's example. Yeah, sure. So, so Betty's Tea Rooms are a famous cafe, for those people that don't know, in um, York and Harrogate and in, in Yorkshire in the UK. And so 
very, it's a treat, it's an experience, and there's a lot of attention to detail. To the extent that you need to put the teaspoons on at the same angle on a teacup every single time. So there's a particular way of putting a teaspoon on a, on a cup. And that's because consistency is important, elegance is important, experience and doing things properly is absolutely of the essence for that particular business. And there will be people that love that, absolutely love it. In fact, they probably straighten their own teaspoons at home already. And there'll be people that just think, I just do not like that. (laughs) There's no way, why on earth would that be so, you know, they just, they don't get the importance or the, they don't delight in those details. And Mm -hmm. that's great. Those are great people, but for another business. You need the people who will naturally thrive doing things the way that particular business wants to do. So equally, you say they'll really lap up and absorb the values of the business and the all of the training and the detailed knowledge of teas and coffees and the ingredients of the of the different cakes and patisserie we're going to ask people to work really hard and so and really enjoy it and really transmit that joy to the customers so unless people love it then they're not going to be able to transmit it and no amount of training will actually enable them to feel the joy yeah. And so whilst that's a very specific example from that particular business, the principle remains the same for any business. Find the people who sort of joyfully connect with what you're all about, because yeah. then it won't be a chore for anybody. Yeah, I love that. That's a fantastic um, delight in the details. I think that's a brilliant analogy. Wonderful. And I think just from this point of view, obviously, you, you've perhaps gone through this process of interviewing and found the people that delight in the details as you've said how do you continue to inspire and nurture that team's talent and spirit have you found any sort of secret sauce that that has helped along the way Um, (laughs) (laughs) no it's not a secret it really isn't a secret sauce I think that to be a people focused business it's about keeping on listening to it to communicate I almost don't like the word communication because it's so banded around and what does it even mean but having said that, a two-way sharing of information and listening and then action is so important. So that could be because the people actually doing the job, whether that's building the business or, you know, in whatever sort of back office environment or whatever, they interacting with products, with services, with customers in ways that the founders, as the business grows, is no, no longer so connected to. So they know stuff that will be invaluable for the founders to know they'll they'll have thought of ways of making life easier making it simpler they'll know what problems consistently crop up or if there's a product that's consistently out of stock or whatever it may be they know things and so that's invaluable business knowledge to for the founders and the leaders of the business equally there'll be things that again to do with the why to do with the remember what difference we're here to make all of those sorts of things that the that the owners the founders of the business will want to consistently either remind people of or celebrate celebrate when things go right and so having really simple ways of connecting the flow of information is just so important and then taking action because listening will only frustrate if you do a lot of listening and no responding and no action then that you, you create probably more problems than, than if you haven't listened in the first place. So it's about listening and then taking action as a result. 
whether it's a business improvement or somebody's sort of career aspirations or any you know, given the pandemic anything to do with their sort of general well-being that sort of listening loop and taking action is just it's tricky to do when you're really busy but it's absolutely invaluable and it's the answer to most most of those things to do with culture and learning and development That's a wrap for this week. Thank you so much for listening once again to the Snippets of Genius podcast. Join us again next week for part two of Charlotte's wonderful words of wisdom and her Snippets of Genius. Just stop doing everything on your own. Start building a team and a culture. I can't wait to share it with you. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help other people to find it too, I would really appreciate you taking a moment to rate and leave a review. If you know someone who wants to start or scale their business, why not share it with them too? To find out more on how I help people to start and scale, visit www.carolineK.co. That's www.carolineKay.co. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.